The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. As states work to put wolf populations in check, new packs are popping up all over the country. So today on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, that's presented by Outdoor Channel, we'll take an in-depth look at how far the species has come, where it might go next, and what this all means for wildlife as a whole. Now, here's Jim and Trav. Name that show! I'm going to cut your tongue out and feed it to my wolf pups. Lonesome Dove. Oh! How'd you know? What year did it come out? 1988. 89. Was it 89? You were close, yeah. Oh, Blue Duck? Blue Duck. What a lovable character. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we are wolf hunting out today's show. you love to hate. Being joined! That's where you're supposed to come oh, on. I'm sorry. This is funny. I thought you were giving me like some grand introduction. I, I even pointed at you. I know. I'm sorry. More people Google, not Google you, search you on our website. Really? That and my beard. Yes. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> there was also, is Trav married? <laughs> so, I don't know. Depends. We're all surprised that he still is. Depends <laughs> who's asking. All right, so we're wolf hunting on today's show. This is going to be kind of fun. We're going to be joined by the president and CEO of Rocky Are you Mountain talking Foundation. about like wolves, like lounge lizards or what? Well, we're actually hunting for the truth about wolves. Oh. Because I, I think they're, they're highly misunderstood. A lot of people are for them. It's like they talk half, with a lisp. Half the family pregnant, the other <laughs> half dying. Um, no, we're, we're going to discover the truth about wolves on today's show. We're going to be joined by the president and CEO of the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, David Allen. And then how about uh, the producer of Wardens on Outdoor Channel on uh, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time, old Mitch Petrie. You're the guy that made the Petrie day. Yeah, he's going to be on as well. Also, Dan Harrison, Big Dan of Remington Country. It's on Wednesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Also on Outdoor Channel. Mrs. Bunny, you're going to do a double header. Yes. Uh, correct? Yes, I am. You're going to stay all the way to the close? All the way, baby. All right, so wow. what are you going to talk about in this first segment? When wolves attack. Ooh. So when these wolves attack, it's brought to you by Nissan. <laughs> these wolf attacks with Mrs. Bunny are brought to you by Nissan. Not the actual attack, just the news about them. There's a she-wolf in the closet. Open up and set it free. There's a she-wolf in the closet. Everyone now. <laughs> Let it out. well enough. <laughs> so it can breathe. Ow! That was uh, Buddy's a she-wolf. Yeah. Hey there, little red riding hood. Or maybe I'm a cougar. No. You, oh, you are a cougar. <laughs> You're always attracting the young boys. <laughs> All right. All right, so the wolf attacks. Well, you're attack. holding a baby. A baby. Yes, people a baby can't, boy. People can't see that right no. now. You're actually holding a baby. We use our children for bait when wolf hunting. Yeah, we do. They're crying. Yeah. <laughs> I tickle their feet and they cry. And the exactly. wolves come in. Okay, so. There is no wolves in Kansas. I've never been wolf hunting. That was a joke. <laughs> All right, so wolf attacks, Mrs. Bunny. Yeah. Brought to you by. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> Did you know? There are an estimated 60 to 70,000 wolves in North America, in the whole of North America. 60 to 70,000? They make it sound like there's two. I That's know. a big hole. It is. Really? There's over 11,000 in Alaska alone, and then like over 5,000 in the lower 48, like 55. 100 to 6,000 in the lower 48. So when you have all these crazy anti-people speaking up, and they're, seriously, they do make it sound like they are on the brink of extinction. Yeah. 
That's not true. No. Maybe no. in Kansas. You have, what do you have, like the Mexican gray wolf, the timber wolf, or the gray wolf, and then there's also a some sort of a red wolf, right? So with all of those wolves, the, the, I mean, it's a pretty decent number. Attacks are honestly really rare. They're really rare, but they do happen. So anti-hunters say that there is not an established attack on, on, a, in a, on a human, not a fatal attack anywhere, and they um, say that they're these kind, gentle animals that are afraid of people, you know. They are, granted, they are rare, but there are documented cases of wolf attacks in the U.S. I so, think it, there hasn't been one in like 50 years, though. Correct? Incorrect. Oh, when was it then? Okay, so here's a few. So, Minnesota 2013, a 16-year-old boy is camping with his family in um, Lake Winnebago. I don't know. I don't know. Winnebagoshi. Okay, Winnebagoshi, yeah. And um, around 4 a.m., a gray wolf comes in, snatches the kid on the head, and drags him off. His dad had to literally pry the jaws of this wolf open to get the kid no out. No way. Lacerations, big punctures into his head, and um, they uh, had to... Once they got him off, kind of kicked at him, shoot him, and he finally ran off. Shout out, and he finally ran off. So that one was non-fatal. Alaska 2010, in a small village, um, there was a teacher. She was a special education teacher. She went on a jog, 32 years old, went on a jog, and a a, uh, pack of wolves took her down, and that one was fatal. Um, Really? Fatal. That was Candace Burner, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was about 475 miles southwest of Anchorage in a little fishing village. So, uh, run, Candace, run. Yeah, <laughs> Ontario, 2005, a pack of wolves um, killed a Kenton Joel. He was a 22 year old engineering student in the woods of northern Saskatchewan in in November. He went for a hike um, to like a surveyor's camp, and when they didn't return, people went out and looked for him, and they recovered his body. And Only it was... to never return. Exactly. Uh, there's also been. Um, Confirmed attacks of a um, wolf attack on a six-year-old little boy in um, Ice Bay, Alaska in April of 2000. Was it fatal? No, that one he didn't die. And then in Alaska in 2012, a trapper on his snow machine um, was attacked by a wolf and he bit through the guy's parka, three layers of clothing, and left a heaping uh, gash in his arm and he went out. But they, I mean, that's just attacks on humans. That's not to say um, the attacks on livestock or when people are out walking their pets, it didn't It didn't include the times that their pets are snatched away. I, you know, there's tons of those stories. Or when you're out hunting with your dogs and wolves take out other dogs, there's none of those, you know. And yeah, don't Google wolf attacks on dogs. No, that's some nasty A lot of stuff comes up. up. It's grody. You know, really? science, oh, yeah. a scientist for the U.S. Geological Survey, he studied wolves full-time for more than five decades. He says there's been about two dozen non-fatal attacks in North America in the past century. So 100 years, two dozen non-fatal attacks. That doesn't include the fatal ones I just read off to you. But there are also documented cases in India of wolves snatching away children and eating them. India? In India. Wolves in India? India? What the heck are they doing over there? I don't know. Eating Rather children. Rather peaceful people. Yeah. They have wolves? That just shows you that the government doesn't know where they put them. Yeah. That's right. So all said that, you know, they are rare, but they do happen. And the other thing is I'm that- I'm disturbed, though. They do tend to stalk. And a lot of people, um, Jimbo's been wolf hunting. A lot of mm-hmm. people say, you know, that they're so elusive. You don't know when they're watching. You catch a glimpse of them and then they're gone. And they tend to stalk. I do not want to get into the mystique of wolves again. <laughs> Just, <laughs> it's too much for my heart to take after this right now. So, but you know, I no, wanted to tell you again. Like they said, and though Jimmy has said this, though, about uh, mountain lions, you know, they, they have found that. People always thought that mountain lions, when they came across humans, they were just gone. Yeah. No, they hide and they watch you. Yeah. They do. It's proven. And they say wolves do the exact same thing. Yeah, they're looking for that weak point.
when you're, every, when you're totally unaware. Every point about me is weak. <laughs> That's why I just, my mama has weak blood. I cannot be in the woods where there's wolves. I will not last that long. Uh, anyways, I uh, got to get to a break. That. We're hunting for the truth about wolves on today's show. Coming up after the break, we're going to be joined by uh, David Allen. Yeah, he's the uh, COO, the Grand Pooba of the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. He is the head man in charge. Uh, big shout out to Outdoor Channel, OutdoorChannel.com forward slash revolution. Nissan, NissanUSA.com, Ruger, Ruger. High Mouth Seasonings, H-I-M-T-N Jerky.com, Extreme Bean, ExtremeBean.com, Cabela's, World's Foremost Outfittery, Cabela's.com, Lucky Buck, Lucky-Buck.com, Remington, Remington.com. Did you know, Mark, that wasn't in your deals. Mark was attacked by a wolf. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and then he left the bar. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's a word from Mark. Don't go anywhere. We got more uh, wolf hunting coming up next with David Allen. Rocky Mountain Elf Foundation. Don't go anywhere. Outdoor channels finding on wolves. Wolf pups are born deaf and blind while weighing around one pound. It takes roughly six months before they are old enough to actively join in wolf pack hunts. And once fully grown, they'll have 42 teeth in their mouth. Approximately one-third of their life will be spent roaming around their home range territory in search of food, and they've been known to travel up to 125 miles in a given day. So for more cool facts on wolves and other game species, look no further than JimandTrav.com. Again, that's JimandTrav.com. It's been said that the history of weapons is indeed the history of the world. Gun Stories, hosted by Joe Montaigne. We go behind the barrel with historians, shooters, and experts. A riveting journey through the history of firearms. These are the three finest American shotguns ever made. Clint Eastwood's got this gun. I gotta have one. Midway USA's Gun Stories, Wednesday night, 7.30 Eastern. Meet the gun that almost won the West. On Outdoor Channel. The Nissan Frontier is loaded with features perfect for any outdoorsman, like tons of power from a 261 horsepower V6 engine, plus a new feature we're trying out, the game call horn. There's elk, turkey, and mule deer. We're still working on that one, but the Frontier does have the first-in-class Utilitrack cargo carrying system to strap down your big game. Though cool, the game call horn is not a real feature of the Frontier. Nissan, innovation that excites. Available features, 2014 Ward Segmentation, Small Pickup Class, Properly Secure All Cargo. Introducing the fastest, most effective way to clean your gun barrel, the new Remington Squeegee. To use it, simply scrub your bore with a wire brush and a few drops of Remington's All-In Cleaner to loosen any fouling. Then attach your Remington Squeegee to the end of a cleaning rod or cable. And with one pull through the bore, you're done. Fast, easy, and completely reusable. Say goodbye to your father's old gun cleaning patches. And hello to 21st century gun care technology. Look for it at your favorite sporting goods retailer. And now, let's join the revolution with Jim and Trav's holiday staff party. Yeah. Now, back to the revolution with Jim and Trav. Hey, this is Revolution. If you're just joining us, you miss Ole Miss Bunny. She talked about 
all kinds of wolf attacks around the country. You know, we buy a license and hunt them legally. Uh-huh. And there's outrage. But when they attack us... Because they don't buy a license. It's like, ah, eh, who cares? You know, let, let, let the wolves eat the kids, yeah, right? Yeah, that's it. It's uh, stupid. Use them right. for bait. So we're hunting for the truth about wolves on today's show. Just that's now, right. Just now being joined by David Allen. The president and CEO of the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Let's have some words of encouragement. Words of encouragement from the Antis. Okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, this comes from uh, which one of the antis? I don't know. Any one of them. All right, it says per, this is direct quote off the anti Travis defamation league. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps no creature on earth has been more maligned than the wolf. Although his brother, the domestic dog, is treated as family, the wolf is seen as para. Now, David, do you agree with that statement? Oh, uh, well. Probably not. (laughs) Uh, You know, this just is a great example of the problem uh, with with some folks when they refuse to acknowledge that wildlife is wildlife is wildlife, and it all has to go together and be managed together. And um, wolves are wildlife. They're doing what, you know, the creator made them do. And and uh, you've got to manage them as wildlife and stop putting them on a pedestal and treating them as if they're something other than what they really are. And the sooner everybody can get to that point, the whole equation will start to balance out more. But wolves are not special and, um, you know, they're just wildlife. That's all. Now, why do you think... They are looked at as the victim and everything. I mean, when there's a lot of other animals, let's focus on the elk, for instance. I mean, the whole reason Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation was founded wasn't because there was too many elk. It's because they needed to be repopulated. More attention needed to be brought to them. They needed a voice to grow. There's a lot right. of species out there, aside from the wolf, they, th- there's numerous plights that wildlife is facing. But why do you think wolves get so much attention? I, I think that there's a couple significant reasons. One is uh, the anti-hunting beliefs, uh, which, hey, I have no problem with somebody being an anti-hunter. That's fine. We live in America. You can believe that. Just don't tell me how I have to believe. Yeah. The other issue uh, about wolves is they're a huge, huge money raiser for mm. uh, a lot of groups, and they're raising money that is never spent on making uh, more habitat for wildlife, including wolves, uh, or making things better for wolves. They're spent on lawyers and uh, whatever else. Uh, the mission of some of these groups are, they're not spending it on wolves. Uh, this is just one small example. Name me the one organization, the one wildlife organization that is the only organization in the world that has given money to state wildlife agencies for more collars to put on wolves to have more accurate science and more accurate counts of wolf populations. Yeah, it's you guys, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Mm-hmm. Now, that organization is the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. It is not Defenders of Wildlife. <laughs> it is not PETA. It is not HSUS. All these organizations that sit out there and cry and holler about uh, all of the injustices for the wolf, they have given zero 
to this. Uh, to just, this is just one small example. And the main reason is they don't really want you to know how many wolves there actually are or what the science is really saying. They want to keep it gray and squishy so that they can keep up their emotional uh, appeals in the mail and on the Internet, and they can keep asking for your money, uh, and they're spending not a dime on making it better. Where's their money in habitat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what are some of the uh, topics of discussion that you had at the meeting? Was wolves part of it? And how about uh, various habitats and, and the reintroduction in various parts of the country? Uh, yeah, we discussed all of the above. Wolves, uh, not a lot more discussion. I mean, we have an ongoing dialogue about wolves, and frankly, we don't even uh, limit it to wolves anymore because it's more of a predator issue. Yeah around the country in different areas there are mountain lion issues in certain areas like the the black hills in south dakota has a significant mountain lion problem the greater uh, yellowstone area now has a uh, huge decision to be made here on the grizzly bear and the grizzly bear has long been past its recovery goals from its uh listing on the endangered species list so we, we we lump all the predator issues together when we look at them. Um, we certainly continue to talk about habitat. One of the biggest subjects that we've had in recently, and we had it uh, again at our convention, is the ongoing attack, you if you will, mm-hmm. on uh, the, the entire culture of hunting and sportsmen and who's paying for conservation and wildlife and You know, the non-hunters and the anti-hunters are now uh, trying to make a case for it isn't the hunters who really pay, uh, hunters and fishermen who really pay for all of this conservation. Uh, But it's a a really weak, desperate argument. And, um, you know, we're going to push back on that every chance we get. You know, it's like watching the news where you look at different, you know, whether it's the Dems or the Republicans, where, you know, when someone loses, they start bashing each other, you know. (laughs) And that's really what you're pointing out. That's what the hunting community has done when we need to stand united. We implode. It's like, I love food, but I'm not going to pick on Mexican food because I have IBS, you know. I mean, I love all food in general. Now, if we want to find out more about Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Mr. David. Want to become a member or yeah, a volunteer. Just join forces with you guys. It's amazing what you guys Hold do. Hold hands. I love Hold that. hands. Get a hug from you, Mr. David. Where can we find you online? <laughs> RMEF.org. That's easy enough. Hey, we've been talking with David Allen. He's the president and CEO of Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. And this week, we've been talking about the truth about wolves. We're trying to find out about wolves. We're going to get to the bottom of this situation. He's such a good guy. All right, so coming up next, who we got, buddy? Hey, we've got Mitch Petrie. Mitch Petrie, he is the uh, producer of Wardens there on Outdoor Channel. Every Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Wake up in the morning, have a cup of coffee, got to watch Wardens. That's Watch some people get busted. All right, here's a word from Mark. He actually, I think he lived with the Wolves for like, I don't know, eight, ten years. Yeah, then he got a divorce. They <laughs> Uh, anyways, we'll go there. All right, so big shout-out to Outdoor Channel, Nissan Ruger, High Mount Seasonings, Extreme Beam, Cabela's, Lucky Buck, and Remington. Don't go anywhere. Mr. David Allen, man, uh, you're a cool guy, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you, guys. Merry Christmas. All right, Mitch Petrie, he's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. 
Operation Wolf by Nissan. Wolves are highly territorial and generally establish territories far larger than they require to survive in order to assure a steady supply of prey. Territory size depends largely on the amount of prey available, and in areas with an abundance of prey, the territories of resident wolf packs are smaller. So if you're looking for and needing a healthy distraction this holiday season, come spend some time with us at JimandTrav.com. We have something for every outdoors man and woman, and we're just seconds away. That's JimandTrav.com. Stranded, trapped, hopeless, adrift. She's looking at me, realizing my husband can die. The greatest survival stories of our time. I knew that I was in bad shape. I was just barreling down the glacier. What would you do when your worst nightmare becomes reality? If this didn't work, I had nothing I could do to help him. Fight to survive. And I would watch him die. An Outdoor Channel original series. Fight to Survive, Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Colorado's biggest bucks and bulls makes the perfect gift for the hunter in your life. Order copies today at www.coloradosbiggestbucksandbulls.com. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. The Ruger American Rimfire Rifle combines features of the Ruger American Rifle and innovations of the 1022 Rimfire Rifle to appeal to all bolt-action enthusiasts. It features a modular stock system that provides comb height options for scope or iron sight use, a power bedding integral bedding block system for outstanding accuracy, a Ruger Marksman adjustable trigger, and a 1022 style rotary magazine for reliable feeding. The Ruger American Rimfire Rifle, another rugged, reliable firearm from Ruger. Happy Holidays from the Revolution with Jim and Trav. So, it's probably not a good idea to have reindeer sausage for dinner. Here are the boys. Hey, we're back. And if you're just joining us, you missed old David Allen. He's the, uh, what, president and CEO of Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, lost somewhere in Montana, but uh, he knows a heck of a lot about wolves. He's the head fart knocker. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know. All right, so we are hunting for the truth about wolves on today's show. And uh, Mitch Petrie, we're just being joined by him, and he is the uh, producer of Wardens. Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, they make jelly donuts. They do make jelly donuts. Got to eat their jelly donuts every Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Wardens. With Starbucks coffee. Great show. Watch some uh, uh, bad guys get busted. All right, so let's get to the headlines. The Revolution's Outdoor Headlines. All right, so here's some headlines, Mitch. Uh, let's see the first one. I'll just grab one here. Two wolves killed 176 sheep in one night. They're busy, busy wolves. Slackers. Near Idaho Falls. Uh, here's another one. Despite hunter outrage, congressman calls for Yellowstone wolf buffer zone. Uh, and another. Wolves caused a 26% decrease in deer numbers uh, from one decade to the next. Kind of seems high. Ooh, wolves. The canine killers. I, so the headlines go on and on. And I know you've seen this a bunch, Jimmy. Yeah. Where it just really seems like all news medias, outlets, they bash wolves. Now, I know they're doing a lot of uh, bad, but do you think that they're portraying them in a, in a good light? I mean, are they... Name one thing that wolves do good. Uh, well, I don't Obviously know. Obviously, they kill all, good. All they point out is the bad stuff. Am I right, Mitch? You know, I, I, it, it's certainly an issue that draws out a lot of emotion from from all parties and, and i understand all of them but uh, you know what the, the wolves have earned a reputation uh, rightfully so and um you know they are if if unmanaged 
a risk to the ungulate population across North America. And we have cases of that in Minnesota. We have it in Montana where we do the warden show and, and all over where, uh, you know, if not managed, just like other wildlife, uh, you know, they have the potential to decimate uh, population, which impacts the livelihoods of a lot of people in those areas. Yeah, we had a we had a ranch out in Colorado and uh, we were actually surrounded by an Indian tribe. Well, they decided one day that they were going to do a controlled burn. Okay, a controlled burn from them was a wildfire. And that's much of what's happened with the wolf population when they introduced them out in the Yellowstone ecosystem. Uh, they just exploded. Right, right. You know, there's uh, a lot of uh, habitat, some great habitat, a lot of food, great food sources for them, and no hunting pressure. So, um, you know, we have in Minnesota here on the northern border, uh, Isle Royale, which is also another uh, petri dish, as we as we would say, of um, <laughs> um, of, of the you know the, how wolves and wildlife uh, live together. And it, it's an interesting study because uh, for over 60 years now. Uh, wolves and moose have lived together and you can track, you know, the, the population of both and it, and it tends to ebb and flow. But, you know, when, when humans get involved, if it's not managed properly, you know, it can be devastating. To these populations. You know, uh, once again, we want to mention Wardens currently airing Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Just this past weekend, uh, deer season closed, Mitch, uh, here in Kansas, and poaching is rampant. I mean, it is absolutely is terrible here, and there is not enough wardens. There is, I, I forget what it is, how many counties the game warden actually covers uh, it's outrageous. And in the sheriffs, they don't have time to deal with everything. But I mean, in certain areas, there is big problems. And, and the, the bad thing is it gives hunters such a black eye, but that is only such a small portion of outdoorsmen. Let's say out of 100 hunters, maybe one is unethical. But right. the news, that's all they focus on is that, that 1%, that, that small, minute community and they're doing such harm to our sport and outdoorsmen and women as a whole. You know, that, that's exactly what we find in Montana. Um, and in fact, it's funny you would mention 1%. Um, we've actually done some research and are doing some stories coming up in future seasons on what we call the 1% of poachers. You know, the, the organizations across the states are, are organized to try to battle uh, you know, those serial poachers who have a complete disregard for the law. Um, they have generally, it, it's almost a mental illness. And in fact, in many cases, it is a mental illness. So yeah. wardens sometimes get pressure from the public because you hear about, you know, how they operate or what have you. But you know, they are, they are definitely, uh, understaffed. In Montana, uh, each warden has an average of 2,000 square miles. And <laughs> we filmed, we filmed, uh, this hunting season and our warden took a call and they drove three and a half hours to the border of Canada to do an investigation. Wow. You know, and so, and that's, that's one warden covering one region. And so, you know, you, you really have thin coverage. Uh, it's a high profile position and it's oftentimes a thankless job. Uh, but they're not out there to try to get the average Joe who, you know, maybe is, uh, you know, not following the exact letter of the law. In Montana, they make over 70,000 contacts with the public each year and they Holy get cow. less than, less than 5,000 citations. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a numbers game. You want to have a presence and you want to be a positive force 
But, uh, you know, we we as sportsmen desperately need wardens across the country to, yeah. to be protecting our wildlife. Yeah. Well, you know, just this past weekend, there was a big bust in Missouri where this uh, outfitter uh, was caught. But not only did they get him, but they got all of his hunters because they were doing things illegally, taking people's Ooh, license man. and filling it for him and so forth. And it involved like eight or nine states where people came from to hunt with this outfitter in Missouri. And the thing is, right. that was one that was caught. You know, if we had more wardens out there, maybe we'd catch more of these people or some of the people that busted up my hunting over the weekend driving through fields in pickup trucks. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, they really have a thankless job. Yeah, no, it, like I said, it is a numbers game. I actually heard of that story as well. And, you know, we, we have to uh, continue to fight them and, um, you know, because they do a, a tremendous disservice to those of us who do follow the rules and, you know, want to share the, the, the resources with our families and generations to come. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Mitch Petrie, and he is the producer of a program called The Wardens. Yeah, I got to check it out every Monday through Friday, 730 a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Such a great show. Coming up next, we've got Mrs. Bunny. Yeah, and she's talking about all kinds of stats on wolves. Stats on we wolves. We really want to know. We do want to know this. That's the only way we're going to get to the bottom of this wolf debate. As soon as this show ends, we're going to slap Miss Money. So will our whole issues with wolves. Yes. It's going to be amazing. All right, here is Wolf Mark. Don't go anywhere. Coming up next, Mrs. Bunny. Big shout out, though, to Outdoor Channel, Nissan, Ruger, High Mount Seasonings, Extreme Beam, Cabela's, Lucky Buck, and Remington. Uh, Mr. Mitchman, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All righty, Mrs. Bunny, coming up next. Here's Mark. Outdoor Channel's findings on wolves. Wolves are found in North America, Europe, Asia, and North Africa. They tend to live in the remote wilderness. Though red wolves prefer to live in swamps, coastal prairies, and forests. Many people think wolves only live in colder climates, but wolves can live in temperatures that range from minus 70 to 120 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, there's hundreds of archive shows, product reviews, articles, recipes, and more just waiting for you at JimandTrav.com. That's JimandTrav.com. Outdoor Channel presents an unforgettable journey into the unknown. We're about to go hunt a very, very dangerous animal. We've been to many places in the world that you feel discomfort because you know you're not welcome. This place, nobody's welcome. An Outdoor Channel original series, Uncharted. You know, maybe we shouldn't be here. Maybe this is the one time when we push too far. Monday nights, 11 Eastern on Outdoor Channel. If you're thinking about buying a new gun, remember to pick up Remington Gun Care Supplies. Protect your investment with the same products the country's top armorers have trusted for over 100 years. After all, when you need it is the worst time to realize your gun doesn't work. Increase the amount of camera pictures you get this fall by using Lucky Buck Mineral. Dump a bucket of Lucky Buck in front of your trail cameras and you'll be amazed at how quickly the deer will find it. The sweet apple smell combined with the minerals deer need will bring them in close. Lucky Buck Mineral. Grow bigger bucks or get your money back. For LED flashlights with brighter, tighter beams that see farther and run longer, you want Extreme Beam, the passion to outperform. Go to www.extrebeam.com. 
Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. Christmas cheer for all. Help yourself. Happy holidays from Jim, Trav, and the rest of the Revolution family. Now, back to the show. Miss Feinstein, Miss Feinstein, uh, do you think we have a problem with wolves in America? Oh, I think it's one big problem. Oh, really? I think one of the problems is that the Internet, as well as this lone wolf phenomenon and uh, these attacks and the multiplicity of attacks uh, in 2014 show that the, their propaganda is having some effect. See, there you have it. Yeah, as a matter of fact, that whole conversation is in the flyleaf on the new uh, terror book. They're just so peeved about that whole Little Red Riding Hood Robin thing. I know it. How does that go? Hey there, Little Red Riding Hood. There you go. I think you're confusing the two stories. Little Red Riding Hood and Robin Hood are two entirely separate stories. <laughs> one was riding through the glen. Right, I don't know up. the other one. <laughs> shut up, Mrs. Bunny. One wears tights. All right, before the break, we hear from Mitch. The coyote did. Like, we're, not, we're not talking about coyotes, wolves. Anyways, but kind of a form Mitch of a coyote. Petrie. In the canine Mitch family. Petrie was before the break. He is with Wardens. Got to check him out Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Mitch Petrie, producer of uh, Wardens. All right, so Mrs. Bunny, you are back. I'm back. And what are you going to talk about? Uh, Well, wolf populations are growing, and they're stable in the United States. How else do you delist a species if they're not growing or stable? It's not that easy to get something delisted in, in the United States, really. I saw, they were on the endangered species list. It's not something where you can just snap your fingers and and it's uh, delisted. I mean, this has been like a long fight to get these things delisted. And so the notion from anti-wolf hunters is that uh, we um, maybe moved a little too fast here or they should never have been delisted at all because, you know, they're on the brink of extinction and that they do no harm and they only prey on the weak and the the young and the vulnerable. This delisting, snapping, and (laughs) anti-hunting is brought to you by Nissan. This delisting, snapping, and anti-hunting report with Mrs. Bunny is brought to you by Nissan. I thought I was just free to run. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had to throw that in there. All right, so the, they think we're moving too fast. Now, the antis think we're moving too fast. The antis think we're moving too fast. They think that they, we never should have delisted them in the first place, and they don't see that they do any devastation at all. However, stats show that hunters are actually abandoning hunting in Montana, Idaho, and Wyoming, some of the parts of the states, and instead turning to wolf-free states because when they go, they feel like they're wasting their money on tags and licenses because when they go, they're not seeing any game. Well, like what Mitch said, where they had to, uh, they stopped the moose season because the numbers are so down because yeah. of the wolves. And you Wolves think, are having this effect. Yeah, you know, the thing is, I've shot a wolf and a moose, and I'm surprised that a wolf can take down a moose. It's so doggone big. They're big. Yeah. Well, for the first time uh, in 30 years, Montana didn't sell all of its non-resident elk licenses during the 2012 general draw because um, populations were down 23 percent. And so for the hunters that are going there, they weren't seeing elk. And uh, there was hunters talking. They gave an interview to a to a hunting magazine and they said they were bugling. They were calling and they saw zero elk. But with the bugles, they were able to call in wolves. It's it's basically a bugle is like a dinner bell. Yeah, exactly. 
exactly. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, so as the wolf populations have increased, now we're seeing big game Dropping. numbers spiral downward. Yeah. And there's no better example than the elk herd north of Yellowstone. It had once 19,000 animals in 1995, and now it has less than 4,000. Now, while it can't all be attributed to every single wolf kill out there, no, none of us are going to say that. However, they're playing a huge role in that. What, they have like an average of five per litter yeah, in the wild? Yeah, an average of five pups per litter. You know, what I think we need to do is we need to take a page right out of Bob Barker's book. At the end of the show, what did he say? Spay or neuter your dog and cat. Uh-huh. We need Spay or neuter your local wolf pack. <laughs> and I really think if we would start doing this, we could let them live. Ev- eventually, attrition would just knock them out. Um, you know, and then we would just slowly reintroduce them. Well, start well, off, we ought to do right? what some of, the, yeah. uh, some of the eastern states do with uh, deer. They're actually trying to uh, give them birth control. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you what. Take Planned Parenthood out of the schools and put them in the woods. (laughs) Have them talk some sense and do the the wild animals. You're going to do better. They're going to listen more than the kids in school. That's it. Right? (laughs) Especially during recess. You know, I I just want to say, though, that um, I'm all for wolves. Uh, You are, too. I mean, predators in the wild are a natural part of it. Yeah, they're, they're a natural part and a fundamental part of the ecosystem but it needs to be managed, and it needs to be managed properly, and it needs to be managed without emotion. Okay, but listen to this. They reintroduced these uh, these wolves in 1995, yeah. right? Yeah. Up to that point, they were extinct from how many years? No, they actually weren't extinct. They were there, but there was limited numbers, right? Dismal. Okay. Yeah. But the thing is, they were dismal for a reason. Why did we mess up with that? I mean, we had some there yeah. if you wanted to see them occasionally or whatever. <laughs> but for the most part, they're nocturnal. Yeah. So you're not going to see them during the day when you're out there sightseeing, looking at the buffalo laying in the mud. You know, and so the the fact of the matter is, if in fact they, they uh, just left things alone, it had already diminished the, uh, the pack of, of wolves to a manageable point all well, by itself. Their argument is, you know, back in the 1800s and early 1900s, uh, hunters did come in and wiped out a big portion of them. And mm-hmm. that is true. You know, we, we didn't exactly manage things the, the way they, they were supposed to be at the time. We did it for other reasons, okay? Because they were killing game. Why they were making it harder. for the buffalo then? Yeah, they were making it harder to survive. But um, now they're kind of blowing this out of proportion, you know? Where- well, you know, I have to say that... Yeah, the, yeah, it's being way blown out of proportion. Of all the tags that are um, purchased and things like that, you know what the success rate of a wolf hunter is? 7%. Yeah, so it's only, pretty low. Only 7% of hunters who get tags actually bag a wolf. There's not there's a misnomer that there's this massive wolf slaughter across the nation. First of all, how many states actually allow wolf hunting? And of all the tags that are given out, only 7% of the hunters are successful. So I think it's a huge misnomer and a lot of propaganda on the part of anti-hunting um, crews that uh, hunters themselves are dem- are decimating the population when only 7% are, are harvested. You know what I want? You remember the movie The Gray with Liam Neeson? Yeah. Where he crashed his plane in like. Uzbekistan or something like that. I don't know. He and, a, so, he and a group of people make it so far. And he's the last one. He finally succumbs to the wolves. Is that yeah. And yeah. he's fighting. Their, their whole thing is their plight is they're out in the woods and they got these wolves and these wolves are huge. <laughs> and, um, you know, the wolves are killing them off. And they should be anti should be mad at them. 
You know, hunters aren't portraying them in that light. You know, the oh, wolves are gonna hunt everybody down. Seriously, these wolves were like 400 pounds. Yeah, <laughs> really big. We're talking Boone and Crockett. And yeah. No one has Liam Neeson when they're camping. I'm telling you. You know. <laughs> All right, so we gotta get to a break. Dan Harrison, he's coming up next. Remington Country. Got to check it out Wednesdays, 8:30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Mrs. Bunny, it is so much fun. When you stop by. It's good to be here. You're much prettier than Jim. Well. But I'm taller, though. You are. You have that on me. Yeah. You've got that tallness about you. You do. All right, so wolf hunting. We're hunting for the truth about wolves on today's show. Dan Harrison, he is coming up next. Big shout out to Outdoor Channel, Nissan Ruger, High Mount Seasonings, Cabela's Extreme Beam, Remington, and Lucky Buck. Don't go anywhere. Dan Harrison, he is coming up next. Here's a word from Mark. Mrs. Bunny, thank you. You betcha. Operation Wolf by Nissan. Gray wolves range in color from grizzled gray or black to all white. As the ancestor of the domestic dog, the gray wolf resembles German shepherds or Malamutes. There are an estimated 7,000 to 11,000 gray wolves in Alaska, 3,700 in the Great Lakes region, and 1,675 in the Northern Rockies. So if you haven't already checked us out on Facebook, Twitter, and even Pinterest, at Jim and Trav, and make our headquarters of JimandTrav.com your new internet home. That's JimandTrav.com. Located in the heart of Maui's premier resort, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool, indulge in the fabulous spa and hotel salon, enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Ka'anapali Beach Hotel, Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha. Travis has been so naughty this year that Santa unfriended him. (laughs) Happy holidays from the revolution with Jim and Trav. Now, back to the boys. This is the next to last segment on this week's show. We're talking about the truth about wolves. What we were also talking about is your wonderful choice of words. I have a wonderful How you phrase things is amazing. (laughs) Yes. All right, so we are hunting for the truth. About wolves Have on we found show. it yet? No, we haven't found it. Our well, next guest knows everything. We're going to dig a little deeper. We 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 barely scratched the surface with uh, Mrs. Buddy before the and break. that's when we found Dan Harrison. That's when we found Dan Harrison, barely breathing a little <laughs> underground. All right, so just now we're joined by Dan Harrison, and he is the co-host of Remington Country. Got to check it out every Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. He's Mr. the man Dan. for all seasons except early winter. Dan is the man with the plan, Tenacious D. Big Dan. How many more names can I come up with? All right, Special D. Uh, dangerous anyway, Dan. Dang, oh, dangerous Dan, you know everything about wolves. What is happening in wolf country with Dan Harrison in your neck of the woods? Lay it out, buddy. The wolf situation right now is just a political ploy. Of, I am, and, and this is my personal opinion, is trying to control our hunting rights through the back door. And you've seen it in Montana. You've seen it in Idaho. You've seen it in Wyoming where... I would say our prey, our deer, elk, moose, goat, sheep numbers go down 
they reduce our tag allocations for that particular species. So in a way, they're controlling our our hunting rights. Now, why is that, Dan? Because, I mean, you can look at the numbers. Look at look alone what has happened in Yellowstone. But everyone just gathers to the side of the wolf. I mean, is it because they look cute and cuddly? I mean, let's face it, in real life, they're going to rip your arms off and eat you. Uh, they are very ferocious animals. Uh, they're predators. That's what they are. Why are people just on their side? That is the question I want to ask the other side is why do you think that these predators need to be protected in the way that they are trying to do it? Um, I'm not talking just wolves. I'm talking mountain lions. I'm talking the grizzly bear. Yeah. You know, the, the numbers in Montana on grizzly bears are, are outrageous, and they will not or have not put a season on them. They're not endangered. They're not threatened. Their, their population has no chance of extinction at this time. Yeah. Now, the uh, the Yellowstone ecosystem, uh, of course, that's got a, a grizzly problem right there. And that just shows you what happens when you don't control a population of grizzlies. If they would have stuck to the original induction to Yellowstone, that they wanted to control the ungulate population inside of the boundaries of Yellowstone. Anything outside was fair game. That was the original plan. But now... They want to uh, introduce wolves into all states that they can. You know, in the end, there has to be a victor. Someone eventually is going to prevail. And it seems like the anti-machine, they've got more money and clout than hunters do. Now, we raise more money for conservation and awareness and all that good stuff. But it seems like they always get the higher platform. They have the news outlets. They have the magazine covers. They have everything. And it's just against us good old boys. How do you think this is going to play out? What do us hunters need to do we got to, organize. to unite, organize ourselves to fight this? What do we need to do, Dan? We need to organize just exactly what you said. Their tools are the court systems. They can file an injunction. It doesn't cost them a dime. Yeah. Um, their attorneys are running off of our tax dollars. It's wrong. And they're winning. You know, the, the, it, it is, the court systems are supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. Well, when they file an injunction on whether a timber sale goes through or whether the wolf is delisted, when they file that injunction, you have to prove them wrong instead of them proving us right. Yeah. It, it's, it's backwards, and they know that, and that's where they're winning. Yeah. Well, the thing is, we have to win the uh, court of public opinion. And the only way we can do that is we got to start a grassroots effort. I'm nominating Dan Harrison, Dan Harrison. as the president of, hey, let's get these guys out of here. Mr. President. All right, we're coming up on ad break, Dan. He to wants find to out, be bear To find out more about you, Remington Country, once again, Wednesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Uh, that's where you got to be watching every Wednesday night. Where can we find you online, buddy? At Elk Talking um, on Twitter and on Facebook at Dan Harrison, co-host Remington Country. Yeah. Matter of fact, you've got to go on Facebook right now and see the big, beautiful uh, bull elk that he took just today in a snowstorm, a driving snowstorm. Dan the man prevailed. He was protected in his beard, his glorious beard. That's right. He built a stand in there. Dan is a man's man. All right, big <laughs> shout out to Outdoor Channel, Nissan, Ruger, High Mount Seasonings, Extreme Beam, Cabela's, Lucky Buck, and Remington. We're, gotta, we love Remington. We love Remington. Got to get to a break. The close is coming up next. Mr. Dan, man, thank you for everything you do, buddy. We appreciate you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. 
Outdoor Channel's Findings on Wolves. Wolves are voracious eaters. They can eat up to 20 pounds of food during one meal. And since they are carnivores, their meals consist of meat that they hunted and killed together as a pack. The gray wolf usually hunts large prey like moose, elk, deer, caribou, or whatever's available. And they'll prey on domestic animals such as cattle, goats, sheep, and chickens too. Now for more details on the reintroduction of wolves and the management that's put in place for them, visit JimandTrav.com. That's JimandTrav.com. The hunting book, Colorado's Biggest Bucks and Bulls, makes a perfect gift. Go to www.coloradosbiggestbucksandbulls.com or amazon.com today. An Outdoor Channel original series. My name is Louis Tuminaro. I grew up on Long Island. I learned everything there is to know about guns from my pop. There comes a time when every man has to realize their dream. Mine, buying and selling guns out west. So I moved my family, including Pops, from Long Island all the way to Hamilton, Montana. I'm here for the love of guns. I'm bringing New York with me. An Outdoor Channel original series, The Gunfather. Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern. The Ruger SR-45, a large caliber pistol with a trim, ergonomic profile. Like the popular Ruger SR-9 and SR-40, the SR-45 is perfectly sized to be comfortable and controllable with a slim, ergonomic grip and narrow slide. It features an adjustable three-dot sight system, Ruger's unique reversible back strap, an ambidextrous manual safety and magazine release, and built-in Picatinny rail. The Ruger SR-45, Another rugged, reliable firearm from Ruger. Looking for the ultimate cooking machine for your backyard or patio? Look no further than Camp Chef's new pellet grill and smoker. With user-friendly features like an auto-ignition, digital readouts, and internal meat temperature sensors, it's easy to smoke the tastiest salmon, ribs, brisket, and turkey you'll ever eat. And an innovative system makes cleanup a snap. Everyone will want the food you're cooking on your Camp Chef pellet grill and smoker. The quality smoker that's second to none. Find out more at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. 450 people are tragically killed in the U.S. every single year from falling out of their beds. But according to the International Hunter Education Association, there is less than 100 fatalities derived from hunting accidents annually in the U.S. See, hunting is even safer than sleeping. Remember to check us out at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com and safe and pleasant dreams. See what lies ahead. Change, 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 change. Contemplate revolution. The threshold of a new world. Change, change, change. The revolution with Jim and Trav. So we have some new stations. Yeah, we've got some new stations up in Nebraska. Uh, two in Nebraska City and then uh, one in Malvern, Iowa. And uh, well, I'll tell you what, that brings our total up to 433 stations across the country that carry the uh, Revolution with Jim and Trav. Big thank you, though, to David Allen of Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. How about Mitch Petrie? He is the uh, producer of Wardens on Outdoor Channel. Also, uh, Dan Harrison of uh, Remington Country on uh, Outdoor Channel as well. And actually, Harrison Ford's dad. Yeah, there you go. Mrs. Bunny? You're Harrison Ford's wife, right? Yes, I am. Yes, yes. you are. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, well, at least that's his kid. Yeah. <laughs> Anything you want to say? Uh, bye. That's right. God bless you, boys and girls. Get outdoors this week and take some kids with you. Don't let the wolves eat them. That's right. All right, got to get to a break. Local news weather is coming up next. We are going to return next week. It's Christmas. It is Christmas. Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.